Hey, this is Michael Crosa, and I am here with Brian Green and KY Santi, two of my wonderful writing friends. How are you guys doing? Doing great. Great. Good. And it's a little bit of a misdirection because we've already been chatting a little bit um, <laughs> before and stops to say um, that we should hit the record button. Well, misdirection is what Jollyville Radio is all about, isn't it? <laughs> it's, what we're, it's what we're all about. Um, so Jollyville Radio has been quiet for, I don't know, like six weeks or seven weeks or something like that, maybe longer. Um, and we're trying some new things this season in season three. And so we are here to talk about some of that. Um, some other big things happen before we get there, though, some big things happen. So Brian, for one, is in Canada now. Um, Michael, me, that's my name. I am moving to Chattanooga and I am in a, I'm going to call it a 60% packed apartment. I might be closer to 70%, but I'm going to err on the side of caution. Nice. Nice. Hey, is Chattanooga anywhere near where all that terrible flooding was? You know, I'm not sure. I should probably find that out. Uh, Maybe you should check to see that your housing is still there. (laughs) Yeah. Indeed. I'm really excited, though. I have this apartment that overlooks the lake, and it's walking distance to a nature preserve and a little marina bar and grill. So that is great. That's lovely. Just great. And closer to me. Exactly. Closer to you there in North Carolina. I'm in Asheville. That's right. So is Uh, a marina on a big lake? Yeah, it's Chickamauga Lake, and it's it's one of those lakes, kind of like Lake Travis here, where they just kind of dam up the river and call it a lake. Okay. Yeah. So... Most lakes are like that, more or less, one way or another. They're, they're bulges in a river, whether it's natural or man-made. Fair enough. Fair enough. That you, sounds lovely, though. Yeah. Were you going to say something, Kay? Well, I was just going to say that um, while it was quiet, I enjoyed my break from writing. And then it just only because now I'm excited. I'm really excited for season three. And so that's... Uh, uh, why my creative brain has been uh, working, as you well know. Indeed. Audience doesn't at the moment, but I'm excited. <laughs> yeah, well, we've got some uh, some good stuff coming up. One of the things that I'm excited about is we, we've always kind of done a good job, I think, of teasing things. Like we'll pop in little like sprinkle ads or mentions of things that become significant in later episodes. Um, and then we've got... Uh, this episode has some of that. You you wrote some ads, um, yeah, for a, a little state fair, yep, Renaissance Fest that's going to play in later. That's right. And so, of course, uh, we all went ahead and uh, what we didn't remember, we googled state fairs and Renaissance <laughs> fairs, uh, and it really brought back memories of attending said fairs. And so that just kind of got me excited because I love both i love the um things that happen and go on in state fairs so that's what uh kind of got me excited and plus i thought you know i've done all my work <laughs> <laughs> now i can just do voice to me that is one of the most fun parts it's theater yeah. without dressing up and i do love dressing up but you know i love doing characters i love uh everything there is about Jollyville and the wonderful camaraderie we have with all of our, our friends and writers and voiceover people. So I'm excited. (laughs) 
yeah i think that yeah that's definitely one of my favorite parts too and it's funny because um i sometimes so i did community theater back in Asheville, and sometimes when i talk to people i tell them about the podcast i tell them all about everything and then they're like oh so are you still doing theater like yeah <laughs> you know through the podcast that's what it is pretty much yeah. you know yeah so yeah a couple other uh, differences about season three. So for one, instead of publishing weekly, we're going to do it twice a month, um, which I think will just be a lot more fun anyway um, for the writing staff and, and the voiceover folks. I think um, we've always had this way of doing it that's just like, just sign up for what's fun. You know what I mean? And leave it at that. And so I think that's kind of our version um, of doing it this year or doing it this season um we're also changing some of the community beat music and community beat um just way way of doing it a little bit so this episode we'll hear um our very own emily ansonick is going to be um the interviewee of community beat she does some work in in washington dc with junior league so that'll be exciting that'll be fun that's another thing that i like um about jollyville is that uh writers and even the voiceover characters um it's all volunteer so if you want to play and be involved you know you just raise your hand it's not like um each of us have our own worlds and our own personal schedules so uh no one feels overloaded or stressed except for me when it gets down to the wire but i have to have a deadline (laughs) have a deadline get it done but you uh, know we're all like that we've said that it's like yeah no pressure and then all of us say yeah but it has to be like the day before the deadline otherwise we can't write for real and that's why i thought it was so much fun that i wrote some on break because i wanted to impress michael because i knew he'd be under a lot of stress from moving so i wanted to make him smile and i'm like all done and then it's like well kate don't you want to write this other i'm like uh yeah yeah I do. yeah I do. I really do. but only if it's fun kate only if it's only fun. fun no no pressure <laughs> tell me no but only if it's fun to tell me no uh. <laughs> no it's never fun to say no though i'm because i love it yeah love it. yeah no well i i always love seeing the new skits and the scripts and i always get like really excited wherever i am when i'm writing or when i'm reading somebody else's skits and imagining like how's it going to sound and what are the sound effects you're going to put and who's going to read it and who's going to act it and all that, that gets me really excited. Yeah. So I was so tickled when I had finished it and put it in and I didn't announce that I had put it in the writer's room and you said, Oh, oh, you saw it. And you were excited. I'm like, yay. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. And then take the, what we, I had already written some ads for it. And then when we all got together after break and you all took, your own ideas and mine and all ran with it and combined it just created such excitement and it was just really a, a fun fun meeting you know so heck yeah yeah i was happy oh, cool. yeah cool well uh without much further ado i guess we should go ahead and play episode one of season three sounds like a great idea it does <laughs> all right thanks everyone enjoy Enveloping, enveloping, strong, strong, supple, supple. Introducing the all-new line of luxury tarpaulins from the designer Robert Cheerful. Is it?
Hey, y'all better mark your calendars for the State Fair this year. It's going to be held at Jollyville Staverton Malakoff Tri-Cities Ag Center, open October 13th to the 17th. Hi, I'm Carrie Gardner, and this is going to be the best State Fair ever. I'll be broadcasting live from the KJVR radio booth, located just off the midway, right by the carnival rides on your way to the livestock pens. Lots of fun for the entire family, including pig races, pumpkin painting, and ostrich riding. Come hungry so you can have some of your favorite carnival foods like corn dogs, funnel cakes, and kettle corn. Or grab you some grub at the Food Truck Roundup, sponsored by Shaky Girl Coffee. And you won't want to miss the first ever annual Frichilla Contest with Harry Lachat as judge. Stay tuned to find out which nights they'll offer discounts for veterans and senior citizens. Hope to see you there, October 13th to 17th at the Tri-Cities Ag Center. Well, milady, are you excited for this year's Malakoff Renaissance Fair that is opening October 13th and running through the 17th at the Tri-City Ag Center? Oh, yes, my lord. I am most aflutter with anticipation for this year's event. The people watching will be phenomenal. I cannot wait to see what Lady Marcella will be wearing. Fashions from across the land will be on display. Well, I am most excited for the jousting. The sound of lances breaking and shields shattering, while brave knights charge on their steeds, showing their exquisite horsemanship. Then I shall feast on roast turkey legs, and I will fill my belly with Sir Thomas's mead, which I deem to be the best in the land this year. And, and we, we both want, want to, to see, see the, the leather, leather goods. I hear the candle-making and baking contests will be superb this year. My only hope is that I will find time to visit the fortune teller again. Last year, her predictions were delightful. She foretold I would have many new suitors. <laughs> and blissfully so. Let's make our plans then, shall we? For October 13th through 17th at the Jollyville Staverton Malakov Tri-Cities Ag Center. Mark your calendars now. Alright, everybody, quiet on the set uh, recording. This is take one of the auditions for the part of Matthew McConaughey. First up, uh, Mr. Chauncey Applegate, whenever you're ready. Okay, okay, okay. Uh, that's not quite it. Uh, double check the script for me and we'll do take two whenever you're ready. All right, all right. Uh, we need all right a third time. All right. Next. Okay, now auditioning uh, Howard McNeil for the part of Matthew McConaughey. Take one. Howard? Howard, are you still here? Oh, oh shoot. Was, uh, sorry, was it my turn? Okay, Howard McNeil for the part of Matthew McConaughey. Take two. Oh, okay, are, are you ready? Michael, are, are you ready? Should I start now? Okay, Howard McNeil for Matthew McConaughey. Take three whenever you're ready, Howard. <clears throat> uh, I, I sorry. Can we can we start again? 
yeah, just uh, take four. All right. What's the rest of the line? Next. Sherwood Barrington audition for the part of Matthew McConaughey. Take one whenever you're ready. There are fierce powers at work in the world, boys. Good, evil, poor luck, best luck. As men, we've got to take advantage of it where we can. What? <sighs> sure, we're better to take two. There are fierce powers at work in the world, boys. Oh, I I'm not sure what that is. We just need a Matthew McConaughey line. That is a Matthew McConaughey line. It's from the critically acclaimed 2012 film Mud, written and directed by Jeff Nichols, starring Matthew McConaughey. Oh, uh, I sorry, I didn't realize. Mr. McConaughey has had a long and rich career since his breakout role in Days of the Confused. That was in 1993, man. Come on. Oh, uh, okay. Are you ready for my take three? No, you know what? I, I think we got what we needed. Uh, let's take five, everybody. For KJVR in Jollyville, I'm Julia Stonewash. I'm happy to welcome back KJVR's food critic, Little Appalachian Soup Boy. Hello, happy to be here. What will you be reviewing for us today? Today, I'm reviewing the butternut squash soup from Hungry Bob's Barbecue. The basis of the soup is a puree medley of roasted butternut squash, apples, and onions. And yet, the subtle notes of garlic were completely overrun by all the items that were clearly store-bought. And I would even go so far as to say that the Honeycrisp apples were slightly past their prime. Should you decide to indulge, it's best enjoyed with a dash of freshly harvested pumpkin seeds and a splash of locally sourced heavy cream. Thank you, Little Appalachian Soup Boy, for that interesting review. We look forward to hearing more from you. My pleasure. Okay, here we go. Uh, continuing auditions for the part of Matthew McConaughey. Picking up where we left off. Uh, next up is going to be Kitty Westlake. Uh, whenever you're ready, Kitty. Uh-huh. <coughs> wow, 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 wow. Wee, 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 wee. Yeah, 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 yeah. Lo, 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 lo. Kitty, could you just give us the line, please? I'm sorry. I thought you said whenever I was ready. Take two of Kitty Westlake for the part of Matthew McConaughey. Oh my, oh my, oh my. Cut. Kitty, Kitty, the line is just all right, all right, all right. That's all we need. Uh, take three. My word, my word, my word. Kitty, Kitty, please. It's simple. Just... All right, all right, all right. Can you just do that for me, please? Excuse me, Mr. Michael Hotshot Maestro. I was just trying to add a little Kitty Southern flavor, but if you want it as bland as that unseasoned piece of rice casserole of yours gives everybody an upset stomach, ain't no business of mine. Okay, that was a little harsh, Kitty. I'm sorry. Come on, just please, just do the line, please. Bless your simple little heart. 
Okay, Katie Westlake auditioned for the part of Matthew McConaughey. I don't even know what take anymore. I lost track. Are we even still recording? Yes. Okay, thank you. Uh, okay, Kitty, whenever you're ready. It's all right, hot child. It's all right. Cut! Everybody say J O double L Y V I double L E at radio. And you can Google the show. Check out the website. Definitely make it funky, y'all. J O double L Y V I double L E. Funny skits and jokes in every episode wraps up with community B. And now, a guy who's practicing his stand-up comedy routine in a job interview. Hello, thank you for coming in to interview with us today. Hey, ladies and germs, how are we doing tonight? Um, okay. It's just going to be the two of us interviewing you. My name is Julia Stonewash, and this is Jimmy Piecrest. Hello. It's good to meet you. Hey, great to see you all tonight. Can uh, All right, somebody tell me where you all are from. Just, just shout it out. Cleveland. No, we're from KJVR, and we're interviewing you for the accounts receivable position. Are you still interested? Accounts receivable? Yowza. <laughs> Yowza, indeed. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know what that means. It's, uh, it's my catchphrase. Yowza! Well, is that a yes or a no? Uh, yes, I would love this job, please. Ah, uh-huh, thank you. Um, Jimmy is going to read you your first question. Okay, first question. Can you tell us a little bit about yourself and why you're interested in this position? What is it these days with job interviews? Tell us about yourself. Then how come I had to upload my resume twice on your website? Am I right? Am I right? Yowza! Cool with the laugh track. Oh, sorry. Thank you. And it's literally just a conversation starter. <laughs> okay, tough crowd. He is right, though. Ah, this guy gets it. Whatever. I'm just going to read you your next question. Uh, tell us your work experience with accounting, please. So uh, are you familiar with the Guinness Book of World Records? Oh, yeah. So I used to balance their books. Oh, wow. That's pretty impressive. Just not enough of them to break the world record. Oh, I get it. Do you have any relevant accounting experience whatsoever? I figured you'd ask that. (laughs) Okay. You can account on me. Okay, I think we're done here. Yowza! Hey, y'all have been great. Thank you so much. What a wonderful audience. Have a good night. Hi, this is John. And I'm the host of the podcast Fado, an audio adventure into fantasy, folklore, and fairy tales. And you're listening to KJVR, Jollyville Radio. Listeners uh, who have happened upon this uh, conversation, we're talking with Emily Ansonick. She is our very own. She voices uh, Julia Stonewash, among other characters. Yes. And she writes skits and sketches, whichever you prefer. So we're talking to her today. We're going to talk to her today about her volunteer work. Is that correct? Volunteer work? Yeah. Yeah. You have a day job, and this is... I do, yes. I do have a day okay. job. This has nothing to do with my day job. So I volunteer okay. with the Junior League of Washington. 
Tell us about it. Yeah, so the Junior League is a women's organization. Um, and so we're the Washington DC chapter. Um, and so we're a women's group that's committed to like volunteerism, developing the potential of women and improving communities. Um, I'm reading from their mission statement because <laughs> <laughs> I have it in front of me because it was, yeah, through effective right. action and leadership of trained volunteers. Basically, it's to do like educational and charitable work in our area. So, I mean, we do anything in the Washington DC metro area. And specifically, I work on the literacy events planning committee. Um, so you're the we, rising chair. Have yes, you made chair? You no, made I'm it? rising chair this year. So it's okay. a two year commitment. So I've been, I've been a part of the league for four years and I was a vice chair last year, but I'm rising chair this year because it's a two year position kind of because of the scope that we do. And then mm-hmm. next year I will be chair of the committee. Um, and we do all things literacy. Um, so we, we all love reading, which is fun. because We'll share um, like what we're reading and it was, no one really, <laughs> you know, it's always like, oh, I haven't heard of that one. And so we get to share things back and forth. Um, but I mean, we work, the big thing that we do and kind of what we're most known for our committee specifically um, and our biggest uh, partnership with outside of the league is with the National Book Festival. It's put on yearly by the Library of Congress. Um, so our- It's on the mall, right? It's not on the uh, mall? So it used to be on the mall. Um, and I'm glad that it, they moved it inside the convention center, which like, thank goodness, man, because I saw pictures. For those of you who don't know, the National Book Festival had, was a two-day event on the National Mall outside around Labor Day weekend, which if you've never been to Washington, D.C. in the summer around Labor Day weekend, it's very hot, it's very humid. Um, but they've moved it pre-COVID, they moved it to the convention center and it's a one-day event and we're in the basement. We work the, which is, which sounds bad, but like, it's wonderful. It's actually cool. We've told people to like wear jeans, which is very weird and kind of unnatural. Um, but I prefer it standing out on the mall. Um, but, um, yeah, so, so, you know, normally we would be the people who would mobilize the volunteers from the junior league, um, train them to do the book signing line. So like authors that are speaking at the event will come, will stay either before or after their talk and sign books by their fans. Um, and so we kind of organize like the crowds themselves and, you know, manage their expectations of like, Hey, this, you know, this author only wants to sign their most recent book or whatever. And so we kind of communicate that out. So when, you know, their fans show up, they're not like, Oh, what? And, you know, disappointed. Um, and they can, so they can people can, if you go, you can buy books. Yes. You yes. Can you can buy books. Get them autographed, yeah. the whole yeah. nine. So it's okay. really nice because we work with the the book festival works with um, Politics and Prose, which is a local bookstore in Washington. Excellent. Yeah. When so I took that, have- when I when I took that walk, I'm sorry. When I took that walk, oh, you're good. That, that first walk from when I was living on Connecticut. Oh yeah, it's right, yeah, it's right walk, there. I, I ran into that bookstore and I was like, oh, this is cool. So the entire time I was in DC and since I've been gone, if anybody mentions a bookstore in DC. It's politics and prose. Yeah, politics and prose is like a long-standing. I mean, I don't actually know how long it's been around, but it's a long-standing institution <laughs> of DC. But it's cool because they will buy the books ahead of time of the authors that are speaking. So it's not like it's just their normal. It's like you can walk into a normal bookstore and you can get any book you want. This one, you walk in, they have like a booksellers area, which we our volunteers also manage the ins and outs, which is kind of, I was actually the like manager of that space and that was just chaos because a book <laughs> festival about reading, like people don't read the intro only exit only, which I always thought was really funny. Um, but it's nice because the bookseller space only sells those authors books. Um, and so it's really nice because it's a way to like support a local bookstore. And if you found, you know, you heard somebody you liked or you, and you know, you're like, oh shoot, I forgot 
you know, they're only signing this book. Well, then they'll have that book available. You can buy it and go get in line. Um, and then we also have volunteers who man the um, parade of states. So each state, there, there's a section on kind of the other side of the convention basement where each state gets a table and it's just joyful chaos because it's very crowded. It's targeted towards kids and a librarian or somebody representing that state will be there. And so they could have an, inter there's an interactive element. There could, you know, you could learn about authors. They could have a, an author from that state um, come. And so it's really fun because basically it's just a day to celebrate reading. The National Book Festival this year, it is virtual. So what they're doing, and this is why I was like, oh shoot, we have to include this because it's so cool. Um, they are doing, so instead of the Parade of States tables, what they're doing is gonna, they're gonna come up with a virtual map where you can hover over a state and, and there will be programming specific to that state. So they've worked with either libraries or community groups or something, and there'll be specific programming. Um, we're doing one as a community partner because we've been working with them for 19 years. Um, oh, wow. So um, we're working with one of another of our committees um, uh, to do like a poetry workshop with D through DC Scores, um, and and so it would be targeted for like fourth through eighth grade students, um, mm -hmm. and so kind of based on their writing ability and stuff. And then um, I'm working to produce because of my Jollyville skills. Actually, our chair was like, yes, do it. Um, we're doing a virtual story walk. So we have, oh, I don't have the book near me. Um, so there's this adorable little kids book called Washington DC ABCs, where it'll be like, you know, each letter is something about DC. Um, and so we are having, I'm narrating it. So I like open it up. We like filmed it in the house and I was like, hi everyone, I'm Emily Ensnick. Um, and then I'm narrating the book itself. And we've asked our, our committee members to go out and film aspects of D, like the book. Um, so like there'll be a panda from the national zoo. Mm -hmm. um, there'll be an overworked hill staff, like hill staffer. You know, that's one of the pages that's O for like the mm -hmm. Capitol Hill. Um, and then we'll, we're incorporating photos of like things that are kind of hard to get pictures of because one's like the cherry blossoms and that only happens mm -hmm. in March. Um, so that's what we're doing. So literally anyone can see that um, because that'll be in the DC little section. So you got to find Washington DC on the map um, and you can hover over it and that's where you can watch it. Um, so that that's what we're doing um, as our committee to contribute to the National Book Festival this year, which is cool because normally we don't do programming. We just do volunteering and like kind of crowd control. Yeah. So, so I want to know, do you work with adults and children, the junior league? Yes. So, yes. So we actually span the whole, um, so we have kind of three major approaches to the junior league itself, not just the committee that I'm on. So there's the community and that ranges from, you know, kids in the kitchen where it's kind of, you know, teaching kids to cook and, you know, get excited and read and kind of like doing the elements of like reading cookbooks and things like mm. that to working with adults, um, to, you know, and kind of the, you know, high school in between. And then, you know, we have um, like the historic Alexandria docents where they'll lead tours of historic Alexandria because that's part of the DC area um, all the way to seniors. Um, so we have Iona, Iona Senior Services, um, which actually that was the first thing I worked with where basically we would get a few meals and we would be given a, 
a series of addresses in our neighborhood like Foggy Bottom or Cleveland Park yeah. and we would just go and deliver them and drop them off and sometimes we'd be able to chat up the, the residents and you know sometimes it was just like okay thanks bye and you know it was just nice to be able to provide food with, for people who maybe were not able to be right. mobile so yeah, yeah so we really I mean we run the gamut of you know opportunities and then we do fundraising so we provide we fundraise to do grants that give back um, a lot of it um, like we have a grant for like a DC high school student who's going to college. Um, oh. Yeah, and we provide, like our committee, does, we call it resolution reads, where we take some of that grant money and put it and buy, we'll buy books for community mm-hmm. partners. Um, and so if they work with, well, a lot of them work with kids. Um, so like we did like the National Children's Hospital, they just did a huge order because they do activity packets. So we provided the books that go into the activity packets for kids. Um, there may be like a cute little book club that middle schoolers do. So we'll buy those, you know, stuff like that. So it's really nice. Um, we also do like a battle of the books. So DC public libraries is our other big partner that we work with. Um, which is fun because I actually did Battle of the Books as a kid. <laughs> I was like, yeah, I know this. Um, so, <laughs> I know, I'm a total nerd. It's fine. Um, it's great. I get to volunteer and read books. <laughs> um, so basically Battle of the Books is kids are assigned a book. Like you have a, like a team of students. Um, typically these are like young elementary, middle school age. They read a few books and then they're quizzed on it. And so one, and then it's kind of like, you know, I've seen it done different ways. Um, but then basically what we do is we help score, make sure that like Mm -hmm. these kids are answering them correctly or they're not cheating or stuff like that. Um, so yeah, which is cool because last year, um, with everything being virtual, um, it was a little bit different. So I actually got to read, we basically were like, okay, here's the books the library is going to do. We divided it up amongst people and was like, okay, you read a book, come up with 10 questions from like easy to you, ha- you miss, you know, there's this one detail that you had to really read the book in order to mm-hmm. catch it kind of thing. Um, so that was nice. Cause I got to read a very interesting YA book. Um, Cause I mean, I'm in my thirties. I don't, I don't read YA. <laughs> um, so, so that was really nice. Uh, but yeah. And then we also, I mean, we've done community partners. So like we provide big grants. So like the Easter seals, um, their DC area, um, office they got one of our grants and through that we you know we would do this really cute like reading opportunity every once in a while so they would do like a 30 mm-hmm. minute after school session sort of thing and it was all virtual they'd open it up with dancing and we got to come in and we could dance right along all these cute little kids okay. songs and then we would go into breakout rooms and read to the children so there'd be like three or four like short kids books you know depending on the age group or whatever that they got divided up into and so it was an opportunity for our members to volunteer with them. Um, so, yeah. And then we've worked with like DC scores, which is a soccer mm-hmm. group that also does poetry. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, I, and I love more. that mix. Yeah. <laughs> I was going to say mm-hmm. really cool. They, and I got to, you know, we got to staff a poetry slam, um, which was adorable because some of them were like, yeah, we love school and oh, this is great, you know, social issues. And then there was one that was like, we love our janitor. And then it was just like a love poem to their janitor. And it was the cutest thing. Um, And so, you know, just a wide gamut. And so, because what we do is we'll buy books and then staff a table. And we put a little sticker inside that says, you know, these were brought, bought by the Junior League of Washington. Mm-hmm. Um, and then just kind of, you know, have kids can just come up and take what they want. Um, you know, we bought it for them, so it doesn't really matter. Um, 
but yeah, we've also, and then we've worked again with the Library of Congress um, this past year. And that's, this is actually something anybody who's interested could do. Um, so the Library of Congress is working to digitize all their materials. And so we transcribe, we would have like a transcribe-a-thon is what we called it. Oh, wow. We're basically, we were just on a Zoom call and, you know, we would log into the Library of Congress's webpage. You know, there's a, tra- I can't, you can literally just, you know, Google transcribing with the Library of Congress. Mm-hmm. And then they have different, you know, categories of different, you know, documents or whatever they want to take from the original print and, you know, digitize it to be able to be searched. And so we would, you know, we'd sit up together over a Zoom and, you know, we'd work on our stuff and all of a sudden somebody go, oh, okay, I cannot read this. We'd share our screen and then be like, oh, that's what that <laughs> word is. Um, which was, you know, because I mean, some it, sounds like my, it sounds like my writing. Yeah, because it's like, <laughs> Well, because I got, you know, I did a section on, you know, people writing letters to Teddy Roosevelt, um, which was fascinating what people write the president. Um, But it was also interesting because I was talking, I was like, you know, some of this is real, you know, you can really read it. Some you just, this is illegible. And um, somebody who works history, she's like, well, that was right around the time where people were learning to read. A lot of people were Mm -hmm. illiterate. I was like, you're right. Mm -hmm. Um, So it's kind of fun to be able to like bounce off and, you know, learn from each other. Um, So, yeah, so I really enjoy so this is what I do outside. outside right, right. It sounds, it sounds like yeah. you have a lot going on with I the Jimmy Lee and you're volunteering because we don't get paid at no. Jolly Bear. <laughs> <laughs> and no, I don't think no. we'll ever be paid at Jolly Bear Radio. No, <laughs> and that's okay. I wanted to ask you if, um, so I wrote a, a, a collection of children's stories. Can you yeah. get to the National Book Convention? <laughs> I don't that I don't know I mean I know the people who you could talk to okay can you can you can you get me into politics and prose to do a reading I mean oh see I don't I don't I like I've only met the the owner once we're all Jollyville family though but you know I'll see what I can do I'll look into it I mean I can't guarantee anything but like sure why not (laughs) okay (laughs) tell us um tell us how to find the junior league on the web yeah, so if you want to know more about what the Junior League of Washington is doing, um, you can check out our website at jlw.org. Um, it's got an overview of kind of how, like what we do in general and some of the other big events that we do as a league outside of the literacy events planning stuff that I work with um, on how to get involved and or if you want to donate or things like that. So it's jlw.org. Okay. Yeah. It, it, it seems funny to say we wish you the best of the best because... <laughs> We work so closely. Hey, I like it. I like being on the receiving end of it. You're like, oh yeah. We, okay. Well, Emily Anthony, thank you for joining us on Community B, and we wish you the best of the best. Thank you. Oh, it's just so fun to be on this end of it. You know, normally I get to hear about all these work other great people are doing. So like, I'd be like, oh, thanks. So yeah, happy to be able to talk about it. So it's really, it's a really cool group. This has been John Abiel Community B with Uncle Lasar and Dig This. No one can do everything. But everyone can do something. Peace. The creative team behind these episodes of Jollyville Radio include Uncle Asar Al-Kabulon, Emily Anson, Michael Crosa, Michelle Darcy, Jamie Davis, Richard Davies, Brian Green, Alan Kay, Pilar Kett, Robert Leary, J.B. Skurlock, Michael Stanley, Thomas Schlitt, Matt Waite, and K.Y.'s Denty.
Special appearances by Bob Dawn of the Bob Short Story Hour and Hidden Oaks Podcast and John Cook of the Fado Podcast. Direction and music by Michael Crosa with editing help from Richard Davies, Jamie Davis, and Dr. Monse Santian. Social media help from Emily Antonick. The recording was made in accordance with social distancing. Jollyville Radio is a member of the Pizza Rice Podcasting Collaborative. We are based in Chattanooga, Tennessee. The writer's room for episodes 301 and 302 are Uncle Asar Al-Kebalon, Emily Antonick, Michael Crosa, Brian Green, Pilar Cap, and KY's Denti. We'll see you next time on Jollyville Radio. If you would like to support the financial success of Jollyville Radio, you can find us on Patreon.com. We have all kinds of goodies to say thank you to our sponsors, including letters from characters such as this one from Kitty Westlake. Dearest Patreon supporter, first, may I be so forward as to call you my liege? I'm given to believe, on account of my knowledge of our patronage and sponsorship, if not entirely ladylike, it might be quite acceptable and certainly somewhat proper for me to do so. I know you do not know me, my pet, though I cannot imagine you've not heard the sweet and melodic, the dulcet tones of my well-modulated and endearing voice since I absolutely just know you are one of Jollyville Radio, that's KJVR on your dial, most ardent and ever, ever so generous supporters. Thank you for being a member of our Patreon. Oh, and do please listen to future episodes for yet another part to my letter. Sincerely, To become a monthly patron of our show, just go to patreon.com slash Jollyville Radio. Proud member of the Podnooga Network.